Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Yep. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York. Yep. The ESPN New York app. Yep. Or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN. Around the league. It's time to go around the league. NFL awards were handed out last night. Want to run through them with me? Oh, let's let's. How about not run? We have plenty of time. Let's. You want, uh, let's... You want to slowly walk around the um, awards from last night? Yeah, let's hand in hand. All right, uh, MVP goes to Baltimore Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson. He, I think he's the fourth. 27 or under player to win the award twice. Yeah, he got was he I think he got what 49 of the 51st place votes. Yeah, who got the other vote? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know if I saw that. McCaffrey maybe? I don't know. I don't know. It's funny because there was really no thought that he was going to win the award and then all of a sudden it's like, okay, he's clearly going to win the award. Well, big moments against really good teams. Look what he right. did. I mean, look at that. that you know, you know what? I, I really think kind of changed the narrative for me with San Francisco, and I don't think they've been the same. And RJ, I'm wondering if you if you agree with this. Like, that Baltimore loss. That Baltimore loss because it's the first time I've ever seen San Francisco just beaten up and really like taken to the woodshed. Yeah, they were. I mean, they were fi- they were physically dominated in that game in in every way, in every way. RJ, do you look at that? Maybe the team because hasn't recovered from that game. I. I, I don't think they've they've not blown teams out and they've had to fight from behind, which is not how anyone is used to watching them win. So it definitely has, I'd say, changed their their approach to games. They've had. Well, to you've learn also to, seen them bleed though, too. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's why I'm saying that. It, I, I don't want to say it, it beat them down because they're in the Super Bowl. I mean, here they are, but it has definitely changed the way that they need to approach each game. Like you, you are human now, right? And there's it's a, almost like when when Drago got cut. Yeah, there's a playbook out there on how, on how to beat you, and other other teams have obviously seen it. Uh, Raymond, you have an answer to the who was the other vote for? Um, yeah, oddly, the one vote for first place that was not Lamar Jackson went to Josh Allen, who finished fifth in the voting. So he got a first place vote and still finished fifth. Well, Josh Allen, I mean, look at the amount of touchdowns he accounted for this season. Yeah, you surprised over, over forty, right? You the, surprised he didn't get a little more love? The yes. the yes. one vote was by a gentleman named Aaron Schatz. Oh no! Wow, FTN Fantasy. So do with that what you that's will. A, that's a rough name, though. Yep. Um. So they make it all public in uh, in NFL circles of who everybody votes for. I'm not sure about that, but he they actually should. he he actually put out like his own explanation of it. I I don't think that's a crazy vote whatsoever. No, not at all. Uh, let's not forget that it's just I mean, odd that the AFC East too. It's just odd that he's the only one, and it, again, it's for a guy who finished in fifth. Now look at me, but seriously though, I mean, look at how many touchdowns he accounted for. for this yeah, season. I listen. I'm not I'm not disparaging you, it. I don't want to put you on the spot, right? Do you have the 
who was second through fourth? Uh, Dak was two, Christian McCaffrey three, Brock Purdy four. So we are sitting here slandering the the, the fourth guy for the MVP right now who's in the Super Bowl. Not us, but people are. People are, yeah. I don't think yeah. we're doing that, no. Uh, just got an email on that with a guy just absolutely destroying. J- JJ uh, emails in, you guys need to stop. Purdy just can't throw the ball when it's wet. It's proven. It's happened multiple times. Good quarterbacks can throw the ball in all elements. You want to beat him up for that? I think that's fair. If it doesn't rain on Sunday, I think they're in pretty good shape. It, well, it's not going to rain because it's indoors, so that's right. lucky. Lucky for them. There you go. Uh, offensive Player of the Year, Christian McCaffrey. That that whole dynamic is weird. It's like you, you, you the Offensive Player of the Year can't be a quarterback. But it's it's a non. It, I don't know. The whole thing is very strange. Oh, it's, I mean, it feels like it's a separation now. Where it's like, I mean, you have the MVP awards, the quarterback award, and then. The uh, the offensive player of the year is kind of the guy that probably could have been there for the MVP, but he's not a quarterback. Uh, defensive player of the year, Miles Garrett from the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, yeah. I was watching some. I was I was reading some stuff. It's just so it was him, and then there were some people. I think the the tweet that I was reading was in defensive of T.J. Watt and why T.J. Right. Watt didn't. Who, and and Watt was second. I think Parsons was third. Yeah. Miles Garrett's a beast, dude. I oh said, my god, is he good? He really is good, which is so like confounding of how their defense was so bad against uh, the Texans in that playoff game. Oh, just the difference between their defense at home and on the road. It doesn't really make sense, though, because wouldn't you figure that, that if anything travels, defense would travel? Yeah, I mean, it's supposed to run game and defense, but I mean, you also have the benefit of, you know, with the crowd noise and everything else. You know what I mean? Uh, offensive rookie of the year goes to CJ Stroud. Puka Nakua must be like, come on. Seriously? What does he have to do? I know. Right, like, I, I got to come up in the same year that C.J. Stroud sets all kind of records. Listen, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have been offended if Puka Nakua won it. Uh, I think it had to go to Stroud, but Nakua was. I mean, he is awesome. Dude, he did something historical. I mean, oh, absolutely, absolutely, and they got him in the fifth round. That's another that's one. Do you yep. not look at Nakua as great because he was a fifth round pick? Well, I think there were a lot of people too that were hesitant to give Cooper Cup any. Uh, any acknowledgement as being the best, one of the best receivers in the league? Why? Because where he was drafted? I just don't because he doesn't fit the mold of what a oh, so an dumb. elite wide receiver is supposed are to look so, like. They're so in their own boxes, you know? Yep. It's like, get out of it a little bit. Um, defensive rookie of the year. How about this? Houston Texans defensive end Will Anderson. They pulled the Jets, buddy. Yep. So they got offensive and defensive rookie of the year. It would have been nice if our offensive rookie of the year was a quarterback, though. It would have been great for the future. I would, that would be real nice. You, you see what nice. uh, Stroud said yesterday? He was asked, are you a top four, five quarterback in the league? And he said, yes, I am. Uh, dude, uh, I have a hard time arguing with how good he is. Uh, comeback player of the year, Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco off the couch. Right off the couch, right into the game, and probably right back to the couch. Actually could have, I mean, actually could have been the Jets quarterback. Picked up the phone. They said, no, nah, we're good. All set. Yeah, we don't, we don't need you. Uh, coach pass. of the year. I believe this was a tie, but because Kevin Stefanski got more first-place votes over D'Amico Ryans, he won the award. Yeah, I think it was going to be those two. I mean, Stefanski, with the quarterback situation, being able to do what he did, and then you know, D'Amico Ryans' first year with a rookie quarterback. I mean, that's another one. If you're D'Amico Ryans, like, uh, what else do you have to do? What else do you have to do? Uh, it's Wins a playoff game. Everything, right? The offensive rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year, head coach. I mean, God. What, what a season from... Houston. Uh, they win the division. They win a playoff game. Right. Not not only what a season, what a season and what a bright future they have, too. 
Yeah, dude. I mean, you got the coach in play. I mean, from from where they were, the mess that they were, and all of a sudden now having the coach and a stud quarterback is. I mean, it's that's how it was supposed to be for us. It just didn't work out. Uh, do you care about assistant coach of the year? Uh, tell me. Uh, Jim Schwartz, Cleveland Browns. Yeah, well, defense was great. Defensive coordinator. Uh, Walter Payton, man of the year. Pittsburgh Steelers defensive tackle Cam Hayward. That's the important one. That's an important one. That is an important one. He's yeah. a, he. By the way, you don't have to be any semblance of a player to win that, right? You just be a great guy and, and yeah, it's contributions to the stuff. community. Yeah, right. Uh, but but it's nice that it's it's you know it's a great player as well because he's terrific. Yeah, but I'm sure when you ask the players, like all that, like all those other awards are great, like MVPs and all that stuff is awesome. But like to be recognized for all the all the good that you're doing in the world too. Yeah, that's, it's it's pretty uh, pretty humbling, I would imagine. So that's your NFL awards. They announced the new Hall of Fame class last night as well. Julius Peppers, Dwight Freeney. You should hear Alex sitting there. He he looks at the list, and he's like, hey, "This guy doesn't deserve to get in." I said, "You don't know anything about these guys. They played before you were born." I I, I he shouldn't be in. He should be in. He shouldn't be in. I'm like, can you please? Um, Julius Peppers, Dwight Freeney. Patrick Willis, former Niner, Devin Hester, Andre Johnson, Randy Gratishar, and Steve McMichael. Mongo. Yeah. Uh, they were senior finalists selected to be enshrined as well. I think Steve McMichael is suffering from ALS and is he not is. doing well. So yeah. it's kind of a, a feel-good story. But that's your new Hall of Fame class. I'm happy Hester got in. He deserves it's, it. It's You know what? There's no reason that punters, kickers, special team guys should not be in because, I mean— they should. They should have as much right as anybody else to get into the hall. Right, it's part of the game, man. I mean, it's, right. it's if you play your position, you know, whatever role. If you or play position your position you at, at a level that's higher than everybody else that plays in the game. You should get into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, or that has, that, or that has played in the game. Right. If, if you're clearly the best that's ever done what you, you know, what you were asked to do, then yeah, you should be a Hall of Famer. Absolutely. So Devin has. I mean, Devin has their greatest. Punt, kickoff, return guy, yes. maybe in the history of football, right? I, yeah, yes, and didn't deserve to be in the in the Hall of Fame. A- absolutely, like Justin Tucker will be a Hall of Famer. He better be a Hall of Famer. Is that Walker right the, the Hall of Famer? Fame. Or is he not retired for five years yet? Uh, I don't. He's up this year. He's okay. so he. Yep. Being, so you mean next next year? This coming year? Yeah. Okay. Uh, he's got to get in. Oh, yeah, he better get in. You have a kicker riot if he doesn't get in. Yeah, but is anybody intimidated by a kicker riot? Uh, McAfee will, re- re- That's McAfee right. will lead, McAfee the charge. lead the charge. That would be a little bit intimidating. Uh, Mike, Z- This is good news, Raymond. Congratulations. Mike Zimmer is the new defensive coordinator of the Dallas Cowboys. 18 years after he last served as the Cowboys DC, Mike Zimmer will be back in that same role. I mean, I guess it's good news. I mean, he's but good. He's, it, he's, he's a good defensive competent. coordinator, and he, he's... He's very big on stopping the run, which they stro- they sorely need. But he, like I told, I texted you guys, he's like he's a he's a hire that makes Jerry and Steven comfortable. That's what it comes down to. Sounds like everyone in that franchise is a little bit too comfortable, Santi. The way you described yeah, it, yeah, that might be the problem. And, well, and well, who, who would you have wanted though, Bill Belichick? He's not a bad. Come on, is yeah, but that's not realistic. That's not no, realistic no, to say. No, I'm saying in general, like if you were if if. What Jerry Jones has said before, I want to do whatever it takes. I want to be all in. He's lying. I, Don't. Well, but I'm, I'm making your point for you. And you kind of self-assess what the hell was going on. You came up with the same conclusion that Ray did, is that everyone, players, everyone, top to bottom, were a little bit too comfortable. There's a guy staring you right in the face that the second you hired would make everybody uncomfortable. 
And you didn't do it. They go, they go lame duck here with McCarthy. And, and listen, you can say whatever you want. When you were winning Super Bowls, Barry Switzer aside, uh, Jimmy Johnson made people in the building uncomfortable. Who cares? So the, no, no, that's that's the point I'm making. I don't give a damn if you, if you're comfortable or not. I need to win. And it, you and, it, and if Bill being Parcells uncomfortable make people uncomfortable. And if being uncomfortable is part of it, well, so be it. That's that's what it takes to win. And 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 I think that's the that's the thing that's missing down there. Well, who would you have wanted when you knew Belichick was not going to get the head coaching job? As a defensive I mean, coordinator, yeah, I think Zimmer's good. Zimmer's a good defensive coordinator. I'm not this. I'm not discounting that. I'm just telling you because he has a familiarity with Jerry and, and all them down there, he makes them comfortable. That's what they were going to do in the long run. Okay, but making them comfortable is still a good, solid hire. You're missing his point, though. You're missing his point. Explain he's not. He's me. not. Ar- he's not arguing that it wasn't a good, solid hire. What he's saying is the way that they've done things has not worked. Right, it's like when the Giants decided, hey, we're going to go out. We have to go outside of the building because you know being comfortable with the person because they know how we do business has not worked. So we're going right. to get Joe. That's Shane, exactly like, it. Right, that's exactly it. What they're doing is not working, and this screams more of the same. Where it's like, yes, he's really good, but it also is a hire that just everyone's real comfortable with. The Marcus uh, Lawrence is, is going on first take, and I'm hearing him talk about, oh, well, well you know. Uh, we ran out of gas in the playoff game. Like I don't want to hear those things. What, what, how, what does that mean? They never had any gas to start they, the playoff. Yeah. Game. They ran out of yeah. gas in the playoff game. They they didn't show up for the playoff game. It's it, it's it's insanity. Like I I I want to pull my hair out. He, he, we was burned out. He said burned out from what? From what? what burned out. <laughs> they had a cakewalk of a game the week before. They had a home game. They were undefeated at home for like more than a year. Burned out from what? What an embar. I I saw that yesterday too. What an embarrassing thing to say. Well, also I, I'm, said too, I'm totally defeated right now. I, I just, I just want to. I'm totally defeated. And now also you're, said now you're too, getting though, older too. Right, but also wow. don't pull, don't pull your hair out. It's gorgeous. Oh, what he also said too, which is screams they need a change of coaches. Uh, we have all the talent we need here. And talent's not so enough. If you have sometimes. all the talent you need. Talent's and you're not burned enough. Burned out, isn't it? I mean, you're right. It's screaming. Get this coach out of here. And isn't screaming. It? I mean, <sighs> the running back doesn't know who the defensive coordinator is. Maybe they, maybe they just have too many guys who are talented and not enough guys who love football. I hate to I hate to boil it down to that, but maybe just not enough guys that love football. I don't think it's a terrible take, Raymond. By the way, here it is, Rick. You're listening to DNR 98.7 ESPN WEPN FM, New York. Well done, really Thank well you. done. Thank you. Um, we go from Raymond to you. Woody Johnson spoke publicly for the first time since the uh, the end of the year. Said he's angry because of the disappointing 7-10 and 10 finish. He all but issued a playoff mandate for Robert Sala and Joe Douglas. Jets are 18-33 and 33 under Sala. Speaking to reporters, Johnson listed team needs for the offseason. When it was suggested that a backup quarterback should be on the list, he agreed. He said, quote, you need a backup quarterback. We didn't have one last year. That would drive me insane. That makes I me so angry when you say that. I, 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 I would, oh, God. I'm not even a Jets fan, and that drives me insane. So who's responsible for that? Yeah, plenty of opportunities. Who's responsible for that? I, I, guess, I guess, is he absolving himself of that? Sounds like Sounds it. Sounds like it, right? Sounds like it. He's not blaming himself. Right. That's wild to me that Joe Douglas would just ride with Zach Wilson. I mean, that's, dude, that is, I don't care that he was, I don't care that he was a second overall pick. That's That's crazy. That Joe Douglas decided that they were going to ride with Zach Wilson as the backup well, quarterback. But, but how could it be Woody Johnson that, that rode with Zach Wilson and then he says, you need a, a backup quarterback. We didn't have one last year if that was his decision. 
Oh, because he's the owner? I guess he, wants, he can do whatever he wants. He owns the team, right? So he's just like, going to take all the blame and deflect it to, to the GM? Yeah, it's, it's Joe's fault. Could you imagine if you're Joe Douglas and you know the truth, and the truth is you didn't want him and Woody wanted him, and Woody's coming out saying, boy, you know what? You're on notice, and by the way, get me a backup quarterback. Uh, you have to eat it, though, man. What are you going to do? I know you have There's to eat it, but that's awful. Uh, of course it's awful. That'll go in the memoir. Of course it's awful. Dude, I'm telling you, they, if, that, if that's true, if it's true that Joe Douglas decided that he was going to go with Zach Wilson once Aaron got hurt, like, how do you have that much, that much confidence? Unless you're being told, like, listen, hey, Aaron's hurt. We're going to kind of, we'll see what happens. But you know, the season's, the season's a wash anyway. I don't like have that, the answer for you because there is no answer. No, it doesn't make any sense. So walk me through this. I and mean, this is not me, you know, taking shots. It's really like, how am I supposed to have any confidence in the Jets? Well, you can't. So is it all based on Aaron Rodgers is going to be great? Last time he was challenged, he won multiple MVPs in a row, and he's going to get back to that form. Is that is that the only thing you hang your hat on? No, I don't think it's the only thing. I think you hang your hat on that. Uh, I think Jeff Elbrick's a really good defensive coordinator, right? Like and it. the defense is good. Defense is really good. They got some good offensive. They got some good offensive players, and then Aaron is just is just that good. And the defense is good enough where you don't need him to be, you know, the MVP version of himself. But just good Aaron is a million times better than anything we've had at that position. But, man, they don't make it easy, huh? Well, no, because they're not well run, man. This is well, why, why we're in the situation you... with Aaron in the first place. He, oh, okay. Do you know they didn't have a backup quarterback? Yes. Right. Do I know they didn't have – everybody that watches football knows that the backup quarterback was a disaster. Dave, even if it, Dave. Even if it was the GM who said, I want to There's keep no this way. guy – but even if it was, no, what's the there, point of it wasn't that? though. But it wasn't. So the you GM's think? Pl- so so you think it's it, Woody Johnson said you're going to keep him as the backup quarterback. He's going to learn behind Rodgers. We're going to play with him. He's not going to get into a game. That's the way it's going to be. And now after the season, he's like, boy, oh boy, they did they screw up the backup quarterback situation? The GM's plan was that we don't see the. It was a red shirt. What's the definition of a red shirt year? Do you play or no? Red shirt means you don't play. There's right. no chance you play. So if that was his plan, and then Aaron goes down, now all of a sudden, you know what? Four plays, plenty of time. He's ready. Let's let's now have let's him as the him starting quarterback. But here's the thing, and whoever's to blame, how many teams lost their starting quarterback for numerous games at least this year? Half the league? It was the year of the backup quarterback this year. I mean, my God. Uh, Jess lost another key member of their front office, director of player personnel, Chad Alexander, leaving to become... The Chargers assistant GM. Uh, this is a promotion for Alexander, who will be reunited with new Chargers GM Joe Hortiz. They worked together for two decades in Baltimore. The Jets assistant GM position opened four weeks ago when they parted ways with Rex Hogan. Bottom line, GM Joe Douglas has lost his top two lieutenants. Dude, it's not. I mean, you get an opportunity somewhere else. I mean, are you not taking it at this point? Uh, to go to the Chargers? Yeah, yes. With the way this thing is trending? And and look at the way, the way it's trending. You hear what the Chargers said the other day? They said, we're not going to win a championship. We're going to win championships. Yeah, well, that's the goal. Well, I, know I don't goal, know why they insist on saying pretty, stuff like that. Pretty aggressive. Oh, it's really aggressive, but that's how much, I mean, I guess that's how much faith Jim Harbaugh has on uh, in Justin Herbert. I guess so. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's just a little weird that the Jets underperformed again, and yet they're being rated. I'll tell you what. After going through the season and then hearing everything that we've heard, the Rossini article, Woody Johnson speak, you almost get the sense, and they asked, they actually asked him. Uh, you didn't read it, 
It was one of his quotes. What did it feel like when you lost Aaron Rodgers? And he says, what does it feel like to get your arm cut off? They essentially punted on the season. The second he went down, they realized, oh, we're screwed. Now, well, let's just, well. What sense does that make? It makes no sense. All the quarterbacks that went down, every other team tried to remedy it in the best of their ability right. except for the Jets. Okay, yeah, but the Jets had a second overall pick. Then I guess they, uh, for them, the focus now was let's get a definitive answer on whether or not Zach can be a quarterbacker. In the same way that Brock Purdy shouldn't be scoffed at because he was the last pick in the draft, you shouldn't believe you have the answer because he was the second pick in the draft. Yeah, right. Dude, we've seen plenty of high draft picks not be good. I mean, I mean, I can sit here and name 50 top five picks that stunk and, and name you 50 guys that were taken in the fifth round or later that were really good or great. Right. And you also, but the, again, I mean, part of the reason why a lot of these guys that are drafted so high don't work out is because they get drafted by teams that have no clue what they're doing. Uh, that's very true. Uh, Michigan. I was wrong on this one, so give me the, uh, the X, the buzzer for the Wink Martindale take. Michigan hiring Wink Martindale. As the new D.C., uh, the deal still being finalized, expected to be, uh, not expected to be an issue, I should say. Martindale will replace Jesse Minter, who uh, became the Chargers defensive coordinator with Jim Harbaugh. So it's a, That's a good football. hire. I think it's I a good so. hire for them. Yeah, I think it's a good. This is good for Wink, too. Well, because Wink kind of wants to be a head coach, and it feels like at that level, he'll probably yep. be the head coach of that defense at Michigan. They probably won't bother him much. Well, yeah, I mean, the head coach is the offensive coordinator, so he's going to be offensive side of the ball. Now he doesn't have to worry. And his you know, year one as the head coach doesn't really have to worry about the defense because he's got uh, – Wink Martindale is really good at – I mean, he may be a pain in really the ass, good. but he's really good at what he does. And you know what? They have a different level of, of athlete there at Michigan, yep. right? Like, their defense is good regardless. Can you imagine if they're well coached? And they're going to be sending the house all the time. Yeah, aggressive. And you can also coach those kids differently than you can coach yes. pros. You can be a little more aggressive, I guess. Yeah, more of a display. More demands, right? Yeah. Of of the college kid. Well, there you have it. That's around the league. And that that was lovely. Thank that you. Woody that Woody Johnson sound makes me so angry. I can't believe he said that. Uh, but my, my question to you would be this. Why? I know he owns a why? team. I know he, he can say whatever he wants. But yeah, but why why would you say that? Because I think that he is, I think part of their biggest problem, and he's actually, he actually said it too, we do this for the fans, is that he is too, he gets too caught up in what the fans think. And that, you know, the conversation on Sports Talk Radio fans and everything else is that they screwed this thing up by not having a backup quarterback, which they could have fixed if they wanted to. D- does it make him look better? That no. Quote? No, it does doesn't make it, him does, look better. Does it make the GM look better? No, but I mean, listen, as we went through the process of trying to figure out who was to blame, for me, and I think for you too, like, whose decision would it be ultimately to have Zach Wilson be the backup quarterback when, you know, Joe Flacco calls you, Carson Wentz calls you, Jacoby Brissett's available. Like, there are plenty of guys that are available to upgrade that position, and you ride with Zach Wilson. And I always came, I always came back to the same thing. The only person that can't get fired if this thing doesn't go sideways, which it did, was the owner. Right? Was him. That of was course. it. Of course. Right. So, I mean, he hears everything. Now is his opportunity to say, hey, yeah, I know, guys. I'm with you. We, we, we didn't have a backup quarterback. Big problem. But but you, you know what? I don't think there's anything wrong with saying we as an organization we screwed up, myself included, right? But to, to say, to make it sound like, boy, that was that guy messed it up, it's just such a bad look. It's a terrible look, but the whole season was a terrible look. Because I'm, I'm, I know, I'm telling but you. you know, you're trying to turn the page. Well, how do you, I'm, like, you can't, it, you should have turned the page the second, the, the second he went down. But you didn't. You, you, you didn't. Ate, you ate the season. It was a disaster. I get that. But now turn the page. You don't need to place blame on. We know you didn't have a backup quarterback. Yeah, but again, but again, 
now knowing that he, I mean, without saying it, he said it. They have to win this season. There's a play. There's pretty much a playoff mandate at the very least. They have to make. They have to make the playoffs, which he's never done. Right. So you don't think it would have been in Joe Douglas's best? Like it, it wouldn't have been best for Joe Douglas to do what he he probably thought he should do, which is get a better better quarterback in there. But I mean, maybe they make the playoffs and he takes some of the heat off of himself. No, absolutely. He, As opposed to throwing himself directly into the hot seat now. It's terrible. So now playoff mandate, and you don't get any, you're going you're gonna to swipe the whole thing clean. It's just, it's a really weird dynamic with the Jets. Here is Woody Johnson explaining how this thing gets better. We're doing a, a lot of different things organizationally to try to get better, make better decisions. You know, we've got to fix our offense. And I think we'll do that. Aaron Rodgers will be back and we'll protect him and we'll get the flow and get into it. And uh, defense is pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good, and it would be better if our offense could do something. You know, that's obvious. I don't know. Sounds like a lot of uh, a lot of hoping. Well, the flow. Well, yeah, we'll get in the flow because Aaron will play. Aaron <laughs> will play, and we'll protect him. Which and, and, okay. and, and, and this idea that, that you just you just snap your finger and, and the offensive line is fixed is preposterous to me. All right, like Aaron just off the Achilles, he'll be great. Well, Joe, whatever moves we make, that'll be great. We'll protect him. Be in the flow. But half the league can't fix their offensive line. No, and we haven't fixed their offensive line. And neither can the Giants. I'm right there with you, pal. But this idea of, oh, don't worry. We'll just fix the offensive line. You don't have a tackle right now. You know what's disgusting, though, seriously? Is that you have all these other teams that have, that had, you know, play at the very least playoff aspirations, right? And somehow, some way, they found a way to at least be competitive and win games. Keep themselves in it. And it was like the second Aaron got hurt, the entire front office and coaching staff was a, no, the head coach. I'm not going to say coaching staff. I'm not going to do that to the coaching staff. I'm going to do it to Salah and Nathaniel Hackett and then, and then Woody and Joe just because he didn't do anything. We're like, oh, well, looks like this one's over. And I got stories of my head coach in his, in his office looking at the picture of Aaron carrying the, the American flag. Guys, could you imagine what it could have been? Ugh. But no, you know, don't it, feel it, sorry it for yourself now. Fix it right, now. It, right, I agree. Listen, you, you, I mean, was was Kevin O'Connell in his office looking at pictures of Kirk Cousins saying, God, what could have been? You know what? It's not. And we'll, you know what we'll do? We'll go. And it did it work? No. But we'll try. And we'll bring in Josh Dobbs. Look at Cleveland. We lose a quarterback. We go to another guy. You know what? He's not good. Another guy. You know what? He's not good. Let's call Flacco. Like teams, they, they, they turned over every rock to find the guy. And the Jets just said, all right, second pick, Zach Wilson, he's our guy. And then when he's not the guy, we'll put in some guy who should not be in the NFL. It's a, I mean, it's your, it's your job to figure it out. It's not right. your job to feel bad for yourself. Right. It's, it's, you know what? It's when things go, and this is life in general. This is not even sports. When things go well, it's easy to be good. Right? It's easy. When things are, are hard is when it's difficult, and it got hard this year, and the Jets could not handle it. No, it sounds like the head coach folded right up. Folded right up. Yeah, re- really, really bad. By the way, you know what? To put you in a good mood, we have a frenzy coming up in, Thank goodness. Not, I don't know, like 90 seconds. <laughs> yeah. So 1-800-919-3776. And the beauty about the frenzy, I mean, you can go anywhere. You get into the Jets, you get into the Giants, you get into the draft, you get into the Super Bowl, prop bets, anything. What do you like, Chargers, this year? Are they going to wind up being good? Like, whatever, wherever it is you want to go, we can go because it is the all-encompassing frenzy. You know what the Jets season would be like? It would be like if for some reason, you know, we start the, we start the new year and your voice goes. That's it. Dave's out, for the, Dave's out for the next couple months. His voice is out. And John Winthrop, who would never do this, decided, you know what's a great idea? We're going to let Rick host shows by himself. Right. We're going to let him drive. Adjust, right? Right, you know Rick can't do it. He doesn't want to do it. You got to replace Dave. 
as much Mista. as we don't want to. You have to. Rick's not capable. You've heard you've heard Rick run a show. It's not good. And Rick knows it. Good Thursday morning. <sighs> that was a tough one. Well, yeah, that but, was, th- but, th- but here's the thing. That's a tough one. Think of what greatness that led to. I get very upset when I hear that. That uh, good Thursday morning. <laughs> that led to the Thursday Open, which some might say is the highlight of, of the week on the show. What is it, uh, Fish? Oh, my goodness. Why can't you be better at that, Rick? Why can't you be better? I mean, it, it wouldn't be unfair. Look at all the positive things you have going for you. Uh, I'm the Zach Wilson of driving shows. <laughs> That's very sad. Um, <laughs> yeah, a good, a good Thursday, morning. a good a good Thursday morning to you, oh. Ray, Raymond. You don't have the the whole thing. No, do you? please, no, Ray, Raymond. Like the I get, whole, I can get the whole thing. The no. whole big, it's, it's beautiful there. ball of wax. You have that? It's it's, it's all there. Give me a second. Uh, all right, take, take your time. Nobody's in a rush because the whole thing is really. <laughs> and, and by the way, you were on your own for like maybe fifteen seconds. It felt like 12 minutes. <laughs> right. Oh, here we go. Oh, no. Good Thursday morning. <laughs> it is not the Wednesday that Dave hates. Oh, it is God. the Thursday. Oh. A lot to get into today. Start of the second half for the New York Knicks and the Brooklyn Nets tonight. That was it. <sighs> There's more to it, I'm sure. No, thank and, God. No, that, that was it. it. No, then I jump back on. Thank God. No, I think there was more. I and think it was here more. we go. And here we go. It's not the it's Wednesday. It's not the Wednesday Dave hates. It's the Thursday. Uh, that I mean, that's even that, that's worse when you hear. You know what? Man. Honestly, I I got I got it. Raymond, can we get that to my agent? So when <laughs> he goes in for negotiations, <laughs> that's pretty mean spirited, Dave. When he goes in for the negotiations, he's like, uh, "Listen, do you want this? Don't he's think you're wrong. Supposed, don't think you're supposed to say that stuff publicly. No, 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 he's not wrong. Send that right to his agent." Use it. I mean, Rick uh, wants me to, to be the best version of myself. I want you to get everything that you deserve. It's not necessarily you being the best version of yourself. It's 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 dragging somebody else down to make yourself look better. But Rick's great. Rick's stri- I mean, it's like if you said, hey, Justin Tucker, go throw the ball on third and ten. You'd be like, wait, what? No, Justin Tucker is there to kick the ball. Rick is there to give his analysis and feed off me running the show. So you put Rick in a situation that is not his comfort zone. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Plus, it was all at the last minute. Doesn't matter. Literally. Does not matter. It's that, Listen, Dave is a necessity for me. I need him. Have to have him. I'm going nowhere. I can't be left on my own. <laughs> clearly. clearly. <laughs> um, all right. Raymond, now what are we at? We have, oh, we have two more frenzies. Is that it? I guess I, that's it. Yeah. Today, Monday, that's it. And it's all over. You know, RJ might not be the only one crying on Monday morning. Well, listen, we can always rebrand the frenzy as something else, though. I know, but it's not the same. That's not a football frenzy. All right, Raymond, fire it up. It's time for a frenzy. (laughs) A football frenzy. You could say that 10,000 times, and it still wouldn't be enough. It fires me up, man. I love it. Say it one more time. A football frenzy. Any team, any player, any question. All right, the football frenzy brought to you by Samwell Institute for Pain Management. Let's rifle through these calls rapid fire you know how it works you get right to it in out we answer and we move along terrence in the car terrence you're on the frenzy who will have the longest tenure as gm joe shane or joe douglas and who's been more successful i mean the more successful is joe shane not even they, up for they debate. won a playoff game 
I mean, Joe Shane got into the playoffs and won a playoff game. So that's that's an unequivocal answer. I mean, I would say Shane's going to be there for more. I mean, already you hear that, that if the Jets don't get to certain benchmarks this year, they're going to probably move on from this entire regime. All right. I think the other thing you have to take into account is who do you think is a better head coach right now, Dable or Salah? Uh, that's not even a debate. Okay, so Shane's the answer. Yeah, in both. Uh, Jeff Howard Beach. Jeff Frenzy. A simple cut of Mary Trash. What quarterback would you want quarterback in the 49ers this weekend? Purdy, Dak Prescott, or my man Tua? And it ain't Tua. Yeah, I, uh, trashed, Purdy. I, I trashed Tua. I want Purdy. Marry Purdy, cuddle Dak, trash Tua. I am maybe one of the few. I don't know what the, the general consensus is. I don't love Tua. Um, I think Tua's a good quarterback. I think he's fine. But I think this, like, yeah, Brock Purdy, I can say what you want. Like, he can't throw a wet football. All that's fine, and it might be uh, that might be the case. But to play as poorly as he played, and then in the biggest moment of that game, play as well as he played, and then do what he did in the second half against Detroit, Especially some of the stuff he did with his legs, right? And to to be at your worst, and to be in a in a, an environment, you know, being the weather that you know you don't succeed in much, and to raise the level of your game in the biggest moments, something has to be said for that. Something has to be said for that, but that's also something that's not necessarily going to come out when you're drafting somebody either, right? Like that's one of those things that you don't see in you know in a shorts and you know shorts and t-shirt throwing a football around the field. Like that's Absolutely. something that you have to be around. Right. And that's why they that's why they do these interviews where they try to find out every nuance about each and every one of these players. Fran Massapequa, Fran, Frenzy. From a one to ten, ten being the worst, what will the Bears do as far as this draft going? Will they screw it up, not screw it up? Give me an answer, thank you. Oh, I, I think you're gonna take I mean, if you screw it up, it's really on you. I I'd I'd say two. I'm so interested to see what they do. You can't I was trade the pick. <sighs> you well, you think they're going to trade the pick, dude? Unless, unless they're not sold on, on on Caleb Williams, and in fact, that Caleb was. I mean, there's some extra stuff that comes along with him. He doesn't want to be a Chicago Bear. I was listening to Matt Hasselbeck yesterday. Uh, Matt or Tim? Uh, Tim. I don't know who you were. Tim is on ESPN. Uh, they, okay, so Tim. Uh, Tim was saying that Drake May is the best quarterback prospect that he's seen. Really? Yeah. Um. I just had something and I totally forgot. Oh, did you hear what team loves Jaden Daniels and apparently wants to move up to three? Oh, I know this too. Tell me. The Raiders. Yeah. I guess the Raiders are 13. They love Jaden Daniels. Yeah, but who's, again, all those teams need quarterbacks. Yeah, I don't I don't know why if you need a quarterback and you like the quarterback, why, even if you get bowled over, like, take the quarterback, no? Right, like, listen, I mean, best thing for Chicago, in theory, would be, because it sounds like Washington loves Caleb Williams, is if they, they actually love Drake May, Washington trades up to one to take right. Caleb Williams. They take Drake May at two, and then I'm sure the Patriots are going to take a quarterback at three. But then you will forever, like, that will be a forever conversation. If, yeah, if uh, Caleb Williams is the star that many people think he is, and you could have had him, and you move down to take Drake May, and he's not, you'll get crucified forever. I understand that, and I also understand, though, like, I mean, don't you want someone that wants to be there, too? Yeah, I do, but I'm t- unless he pulls an Eli Manning or a John Elway, I, I I'm taking Caleb Williams. Uh, and I can understand too. Chicago having some scars with the whole Mitch, like you know UNC quarterbacks, Mitch Trubisky not working out. Right. Yeah. Uh, Jacob and Beacon. Jacob, frenzy, go. Which happens first? The Jets make it to a Super Bowl, or the Jets are sold to new ownership? I don't think uh-huh. they're being sold. 
Oh my goodness! It doesn't feel like we're real close to a Super Bowl at the moment. So yeah, but I you're, you're say, not, not going to be sold. Yeah, I don't have much confidence that we get to a Super Bowl with Woody Johnson as the owner, though. Do so you? If you were like, if you, no, but I think there's a better chance you get to the Super Bowl than you're sold. Like, I, there's no intent, as far as I know, that they're going to they're going to look to move well, on I, from this team. I, I get it. I mean, was there? I mean, how much did you hear about the Wilpon selling the Mets till they sold the Mets? Right, but the Wilpons had tremendous financial issues. Okay, I mean, did you hear a lot of talk about Baltimore or the Orioles being sold? Yeah, but sometimes the, the, the it just Orioles happens. Always, they, they did, but they, those are teams that you knew didn't have money. Okay, that, that's not that's not really the genesis of the question here. At any point during the time that Woody Johnson owns the team, do you feel like they're going to get to a Super Bowl, or do you just think by pure luck at some I point? I think they there's might a better. I, I will answer it like this: I think there's a better chance they go to a Super Bowl than he sells the team. So I'll go with Super Bowl. All right. I hope you're right. Uh, I don't have much your, confidence in that, though. For your sake, I hope I am, too. Matt Poughkeepsie. Matt Frenzy. Who should the Patriots take with the third pick? Drake May or Jaden Daniels? Better be well, one of them. Well, they're not They're not going to have an option, right? Like, you, you imagine that, that two of the three quarterbacks are going to be off the board at 1-2, and then they're going to take whichever one is still there. I think they end up taking Drake May. You, so you think that Daniels goes two, huh? I think it. Uh, I don't know. Da, listen, I think it's going to go one, two, three. They're going to go all three in a row here. I, I, I'd like to get through the process here before I start giving definitive answers. Yeah, and let's see how the combine goes, right? I do love the fact that Drake May is actually working with Eli and Peyton right now, too. I think that's that's important stuff. Yeah, those guys are. I mean, that's who, that's who you, you would want your young quarterback. Well, no, to work and then on top with, of that, so like uh, this is just a uh, like. I, I've watched and consumed too much. I was watching McAfee yesterday, and one of the guys from the show played on the uh, at the there's a live event, a live tour event going on right now in okay. Vegas. So he played, he played in it as like the celebrity whatever. And Drake May was in his group, and he came back from that saying that Drake May is the guy. Really? Like he's like, dude, like you see the kid physically, like just him as a guy. Like this is this is what you'd want your quarterback to look like. Oh boy. Uh, Jared Morganville, Jared Frenzy, go. Who is the best athlete to never win a uh, Super Bowl? Best athlete to never win a Super Bowl? Barry I think Sanders. he means best player. Barry Sanders was a pretty good athlete. Dan Marino? I mean, if you say Marino, best athlete, yeah. well, I mean, Marino wasn't. You just mean best football player to not win a Super Bowl? I would, at first glance, without spending a ton of time, I'd probably say Marino. Did you ever go back and look at Dan Marino's uh, numbers? He threw for 5,000 yards when no one was throwing for like 3,500 yards. It's it's incredible, man. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I would say probably Marino. Sanders is certainly up there. Um, Phillip Rivers. Yeah, but he's not he's not Marino. No, no, no. I, I, w- I would say probably Marino. He's got some seasons, man. So so this year two as twenty as a 23-year-old and that, and kid. When, and that's when he went to the Super Bowl year two. Okay, year two, 23 years old. Completed 64% of his passes, threw for 5,084 yards, 48 touchdowns, 48 touchdowns. I know you won't have it in front of you, but here's an assignment I'd like to give you. Yeah. Who was, well, give me two through five on touchdown passes and yards thrown that year. In 1984. Yes. Okay. Because it's going, it's going to be wild, the numbers. So that's the football frenzy, Raymond. Blow this baby dead. Brought to you by Samwell Institute for Pain Management. For a pain-free life, visit samwellpain.com today. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. I think they're listening to me. They're everywhere. Dave. I know you're here. Catch the show on demand wherever and whenever you want. Woohoo! Over here! Just subscribe to us, rate us, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. The direction we go in now is a man that's been, I think he's been to like 40 Super Bowls, Rick. He has a, a book out that we love to discuss, me having not read as of yet. And we'll go around the NFL with the great Gary Myers. Good morning, Gary. How are you? Hey, guys. How are you doing? You still haven't read it? No. I still haven't read it. I'm going to have to get you the audio book. So you guys have picked it up. Driving to work. You guys have picked it up. It's uh, not a great look. You can just listen. It's not, it's not a great look. Uh, All right. So how many Super Bowls have you been to, Gary? I went to uh, 37 in a row from 1982 to 2018. That, that is really remarkable. So before we go around the league with you a little bit today, give us your, your winner, your analysis of the game on Sunday. Yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Kansas City, um, and my reasoning is, I, I you know the Chiefs did not have a, a great season. It wasn't a typical year for them, but they're playing their best right now. Um, having gone into Buffalo and, and Baltimore in the playoffs and winning two games that I didn't think they were going to win, um, it, it's all about you know kind of playing your best at the, at, at the right time and. And the 49ers easily could have lost either of those playoff games to Green Bay and, and Detroit. Uh, I'm, and, and they, I mean, obviously, they should have lost the Detroit game. And um, I, I just think when you, if you really just you know, strip it down to the – and make it really simple, it's kind of hard to pick Brock Purdy over Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. Yeah, but Gary, so let me ask you this. We were talking about this earlier in the show. Um, mm-hmm. You would think Brock Purdy being the last pick in the draft, you know, first full year as a starting quarterback um, in the Super Bowl, that it would be kind of like this, you know, the story that people gravitated towards. You know, it's a great story. Um, but there seems to be a lot of negativity around Brock Purdy. Why do you think that is? 
you know, Rick, um, everybody's like tagging him with, uh, he's just a game manager. Well, someone's still got to get these guys the ball, and he's done a great job. I mean, considering it's only his second year and, and where he's picked in the drafts, I, I don't know. People like, you know, you know how it works. You, you build somebody up, and, and then everybody likes to tear him down. I, I really, um, I kind of equate this. I, I thought of this yesterday, that in Tom Brady's first Super Bowl, he went against Kurt Warner, who was already a Super Bowl champion. Brady was in his second year. He's a sixth-round pick. Now you have a guy who's in his second year who's a seventh-round pick going against a multi-Super Bowl champion in Mahomes. And nobody nobody thought the Rams uh, were going to lose to Tom Brady at that point. And that that's kind of where Brady's legacy started, was winning that Super Bowl. And, I mean... I, I'm picking the Chiefs, but I, I wouldn't be surprised whatsoever if, if 49ers win. And I, I think that obviously would get people off of Purdy's back. But, you know, at this point, was he 23 years old? It's okay to be a game manager when you have the weapons around him that he does. And I think the key to 49ers winning is, is simply he just can't turn the, turn the ball over. That, and he seems to have a tendency to do that. And, if that happens on Sunday and you create a short field for Mahomes, it's all over for the, for the Niners. So if he can just take care of the football, um, they have a real good chance to win. All right. Gary Myers with us here, 98.7 ESPN. So um, are you surprised? A couple of things on, on Belichick. Are you surprised that he um, didn't get a job? And do you think he coaches next year? And if so, wh- where do you think the, the most uh, obvious landing spots might be for him? Yeah, Dave, I mean, there were seven openings, obviously not including the Patriots. And I'm shocked that not one owner looked at this guy and says, we had this incredible opportunity to hire the greatest coach in NFL history. And then nobody did it. I, I, I mean, I, I, especially Atlanta. I mean, what is Arthur Blank thinking? He would really have, rather have Raheem Morris and, and no disrespect to him. But how can anybody want to have Raheem Morris as a coach instead of Bill Belichick? It doesn't make any sense to me, and I think this whole thing about you know the control and the power is is really overblown. I really think that at this point Belichick just wants to win. He wants to pass Shula. He needs fifteen to do that, and I think just as important, he wants to win a Super Bowl without Brady. Because Brady won one without him, and that seems to flip the narrative of who's most responsible in New England, even though what they did apart from each other really should be irrelevant. Um, as far as next year, I think he'll be coaching where I think he should be coaching this year, and that's in Dallas. Uh, I'm not quite sure what Jerry Jones was thinking. Keeping Mike McCarthy, you, you keep getting the same results with the same guy. You figure at some point you want to change it. So I, I thought that that was the most logical place for, for Belichick to wind up. It's a win-now team. He's a win-now coach with an owner who's in his early 80s. So Dallas will have another wasted season. They'll win a lot of games and they'll lose in the first or second round, and then they'll hire Belichick next year. Gary Meyer joins us. Gary Meyer joins us here on the show. Gary, last one from me. Um, article came out yesterday that we talked about just the amount of support that Daniel Jones has you know, from management, coaches, players inside that locker room. How much of that do you, do you buy into? Do you think that's true? And do you think that the Giants look to maybe draft a quarterback this year? Well, um, I mean, I think they need to draft the quarterback uh, and, and develop somebody 
because Daniel is proven to be having a really tough time staying on the field. And the Giants can get out from under his contract after this coming season. And, and you have to have an alternative. Um, it's for, we already know he has his support from management, coaching staff, and inside the locker room. He's really popular among his teammates. But, you know, he couldn't build on what happened in 2022. Uh, he couldn't do that last year. The, the team was not – in the offensive line, it would have been hard really for anybody to stay healthy the entire season anyhow. But I, I thought he had taken a step back before he had those injuries. So crucial year coming up for Jones. But uh, I, I do think that – I mean, the Giants are not going to take a quarterback in the first round. But you don't have to take a quarterback in the first round to find somebody. I mean, look at who's starting for the 49ers on Sunday. It's a fair point. Gary Myers with us here, 9870 ESPN. Gary, we got to run. Tell us about your book before we let you go, because it's I know it's great, even though I have not gotten to it yet, but I will. <laughs> I'm going to. I'm telling you. I mean, it's one of the major disappointments of the last six months for me is that you have not read this book yet, and you're such a huge giant It fan, makes no sense. And we've become such good friends. I mean, uh, at least lie to me and tell me you've read it. I won't lie. You know? Raymond, tell him. I, I won't lie. I bring this people the into den the of den honesty, of honesty, Gary. This is the den of honesty, Gary. Okay. Well, anyhow, the book is about the 86 Giants. It's, it's not a recap of that season. It's really about life after football and uh, the, the mental health challenges, the physical challenges, the financial challenges that these guys are facing That now they're in their 50s and 60s. Uh, I got to reconnect with... All the all the people, all the players and coaches that you want to read about, and then some of the, the lesser names on the team, and, and really a lot of heartbreaking stories, a lot of heartwarming stories. You know, I, I've talked to you guys about Parcells loaning out four million dollars to former players who were in need. He feels an obligation to help them after they helped him become who, who he, he became in his life and financial security that he has now. So that's one of the heartwarming things, but heartbreaking because of some of the guys who are in such need that have come to him. There's also four players on the team who admitted to me on the record that things got so bad in their life after football that they considered uh, taking their own lives. Unfortunately, uh, they came out the other side, uh, you know, in good shape and they're all doing well today, but it, it was really, it, it was it's such a, a project, a project that I really embraced because um, I think the issue of life after football is so important. And knowing so many of those guys in the team and, and getting to spend time with them was just, you know, a, a pleasure and a privilege. And I, I think out of the six books that I've written, this is the most important, and it's by far the best one that I've written. Gary, I can tell you're hurt. I can hear it in your voice. That I mean, a close friend of yours hasn't uh, taken the time. It's been what six months to read this book. How about? Can I offer you something to make it to make it up to you? What do you got? All right. So Dave, our your best friend, new best friend Dave, actually came up with this this amazing new kitchen invention. I'd like to offer you the first the <laughs> prototype. It Rob slices, it dices, it Marianne's. Does that interest you at all? This thing Marianne's. I meant to say Julianne, I said Marianne, <laughs> and I can't get away from it. <laughs> you you have to give me a little more um detail on this. Um <laughs> It's yeah. gonna it's gonna I'm be not, a big time I'm, seller. It's, it's slices and dices what? Anything. That's the beauty of it. 
it slices it. Ends. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, you know what? Julia Child can use it. Dahmer can use it. Any Anybody in between. That's how good That's how good the product is. Gary, we got to well, run. Enjoy Dave, the Super Dave, Bowl. If you endorse it, I want it. Yeah. We'll send it to you right after the show. Thank you. Uh, good luck with the book. We'll, we'll talk to you soon. We'll see you later, guys. All right. That, you had to do that? Well, I, I could. He felt bad. I could. I could hear it in his voice. So, what does that mean? We're going to send him a Julianne. <laughs> no, it Marianne's. It doesn't. Marianne, do Julianne, whoever. <laughs> Peter Pan doesn't matter. Raymond, you got excited at all that if McCarthy stinks, that Belichick's going to be a new head coach? Does that excite you at all? It has to. I mean, Gary's one hundred percent over the like. Yeah, it's probably going to end up disappointing. Lots of wins. Don't and, you feel and an the same exit. exact? Don't you feel the same exact way? I just told you. It feels like he's right. So, I mean. Again, Belichick would be the opposite of what I was talking about before when Jerry Jerry gets too comfortable with people. Uh, but he'd have to bring that same energy into the building. But but the but here's the problem. Like I said before, with Belichick, the the issue with him is is not the coaching; it's the personnel. How much say can Belichick have in his personnel? Then that's that's where I work. That might, that might be the disconnect. All right, let, let's break. I got these Creed tickets. We'll give them away when we return. 1-800-919-3776. We get to your calls on Super Bowl 58. DNR with you, 98.7 ESPN. <coughs> All right, now Dave Rother, we're here to tell you about my friends at Bathfitter. Oh, they're the best. They converted my kids' bathtub to a shower. They did an amazing job, customized just like we wanted. Only one expert installer process was easy. There's no demo. There's no mess. And Bathford is a high quality. It's a permanent solution with a lifetime guarantee. Three plus million happy customers like me and my wife as well. And for a limited time, you get 0% interest or save $500 on a complete Bathfitter system. So start designing your bath today like we did at bathfitterdesign.com. There's only one Bathfitter. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Looking for more access to the show? Why? Because you know why. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at DR on ESPN. RJ, tell the people we just said off the air. You feel badly about that, right? About about yelling at me early on in the show? I, I will say, in front of God and the boys, yep. that I, I got us off on the wrong foot. I yelled at you and at 625. I was... I was mad at Stamatis, but if I could be honest, I was mad at Stamatis. <laughs> there's a man. A there's a man named Stamatis who called twice and didn't say words. Can you imagine on you're just tuning in. Who is Stamatis? Stamatis, if you're out there, you'll get another chance one day. No, at, at some point. I don't know no. when that day is. No, um, he's banned for February. Having said that, just write a book. Uh, <laughs> that's meaner than what I said. That's me or anything I said, <laughs> but I, I I was upset with Stamatis. But listen, I'm, I'm I was upset with Stamatis. I'm I'm mad enough to to be able to ad- admit my emotions. A lot of nervous energy for me today. So yeah, you're really on edge. I, I am. That's why I said it it, it. it didn't come from a place of of hate. Where I, I said, you know what, everyone's got to just tiptoe today around me. 
because you have to baby me with with emotion. Center. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna put you to the test right here. I'm not in a good place. All right, here we go. Yeah, I was mad at Stamatis. <laughs> I, I was. <laughs> I was mad at he, the man called twice. The second time, he assured me he'd be good to go, and then we put him on the air. He doesn't talk and makes me I look terrible. I was mad at Stamatis. All right, here's here's a question for you. Yeah. You don't know how how long you're gonna live, right? I mean, we wish we had that ability. We don't. Sure. Right now, whatever it's gonna be, eighty five. 59, whatever it's going to be, would you give up six months at the back end for this Super Bowl? Hmm. Hmm. <sighs> it's a tough question. It really is. I mean, you're I, talking I, about death. Yeah, I don't, think, right? I don't think so because I think we can win the game outright. But, I, you know, you, you're finding that over-under where you got to think about it. Because if right. you told me like six years, then no, no, no way. Six years is, is, but, is, is lunacy. All right, here, here I'm going to make you another, another offer. Ready? Yeah, I think I'd have to decline six three, months. Three months. I think I would take three months. You take three months. I, th- I think. So you shorten your life by three months, but the Niners win on Sunday. I'd, you'd have to really give me a minute to like think about this. But I, my first reaction is three, we can have a conversation. But I, I, I wanted to, I, I want to, to, to feel good. Uh, I you know for well, see that would stink if it's like if it I mean Ray was concerned he wasn't going to make it to forty so yeah, if, and, and and thank God he made it here so if that's me that three months extrapolates to like a, a much bigger number like a bigger percentage of my yeah, but I'm assuming time. you're I mean you're you're, you're probably in great health I'm sure your cholesterol is outstanding right I'm thinking you're going to be like an eighty seven kind of guy so now it's eighty six and and nine months I I think I I think I would take it. I might regret that. That's Rick. such a morbid question. No, yeah, it really is. What, it's a great question. No, it's not a great question because you know, as you're, I mean, it's eighty-six and nine months as he's dying in his deathbed, and then little Antonio is like, "Dad, I wish I had more time." He's like, "Well, sorry, buddy. Sorry, I gave but, up but you know what? Back in Super back in twenty twenty-four, Super Bowl fifty-eight, we won. Jet Super Bowl next season. Yeah. See, that's that. That's what I was going to ask. No, but we got to up the ante. One year. No. Jets Super Bowl championship next season. <laughs> one year's a long time. One year's a long time. Yep. Jets Super Bowl. You know what? Ho, 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 ho. How many? Oh, give me my, give me my, uh, how many years am I living, though? No, I can't tell you that. You I don't know no, that. You can't know that. I got to know that. Whatever it is, let's just say, okay, you know what? I'm going to offer, I'm going to give you 84 instead of 85. Jets Super Bowl next year. <laughs> no, because here's my luck. I'll say yes. I'll be 84. And now then, you're heroic. No, I'm not heroic because now I'll be 84 and boom, that's it. And then they're like, well, what happened? He was healthy. Well, oh, yeah. He committed to dying at 84 to win the Super Bowl. Six months. Six months you signed for it right now. I'll give you six months. So 84 and a half. Yeah. Not 85. 84 and a half. 84 and a half Super Bowl next season. Yes. Done. I'm going to celebrate the Super Bowl for a whole month. And, and not only that, you're, gonna, you're probably going to float. Oh uh, yeah, right. Because I'm a like hero. The, I mean, I the Jets find out that you sacrificed six months of life for this. You get a flip. RJ, call Woody Johnson right now. He's talking uh, these yeah. days. So tell him, tell him what I just did for for the Jets. Probably Explain give you a piece, him. piece of the piece of the Jets. Yeah, I'm not sitting in my office crying over a picture of Aaron Rodgers. I'm giving up. Year, I'm giving up months on the months back of end. his life. Six months, RJ. He gave up what you wouldn't give up. Not to mention all the time I've wasted watching the team too. How many, Raymond, how many months I've given up there, too. Raymond, six months. Cowboys win next year. <sighs> it, it, and I, I, don't know, I don't know when it's happening. I don't know when it's happening, right? You no, don't know 80, when it's happening. Be, same thing, 84. But I just half. hope you're not alone when it does. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah, thank you. Um, 
Yeah, I, you know what? I'm, I I may do it, but that, but then I I just be in constant fear of when those six months would show up. Okay, it would actually would. make you, in theory, it would actually make you live your life even yeah, that's more a good to point. the fullest. That's a right. good point. You'd, you'd push your, your foot on the gas even more so. Right. Right? You like sleep that, less. Like that Tim McGraw song. Really take I go skydiving. It's a sad song, actually. It is. Oh, that's what it's about. Tim McGraw, his his dad was a star Tug. pitcher. Yeah, Tug McGraw. Yes. Um, Robert Kraft. You got to believe. Never mind. Robert Kraft what? And you said <laughs> you're terrible. Oh. You're terrible. <laughs> I didn't get that. I thought we were playing I didn't word association. I, did, I didn't get. I that thought they first. were relation. I didn't realize you were going to that depravity. All right, you know it's great. Wes at East Hanover. Hi, Wes. Oh, good good morning, fellas. Company, you know the matchup between the Niners and the Chiefs is uh, special to my heart because we watched it from the delivery room uh, in 2020 before the Twins were born. And it, it seems to me we were talking yesterday about the fatigue of the Chiefs. And the Niners have been in a lot of NFC championships. And when does it turn from if we see this matchup again, it'll be the third time in the Super Bowl in the recent history. When does it turn from fatigue on these teams to intrigue between the matchups? And so you end up with something like the Celtics and the Lakers of the 80s where they're not your team, but you have to pick one of the two. Uh, do you think there's a point where we could get to that? And if so, what what would it be? You know, I think this is actually a great question. And thanks for the call. By the way, Football Friday is brought to you by Bet365, whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. Why was it like Lakers-Celtics in the 80s was so endearing and you picked your team? And even if you didn't have a team, you had a team you rooted for in that. But now it's like, ugh. I don't. I don't want to see Mahomes again, and now they're villains. And I've seen enough of the Niners. Is it? Is it just a different era? Is that why it bothers us? Probably a different era. Uh, uh, I can't. Sp- I can't speak about that because I wasn't really. I wasn't invested. I wasn't invested the way I am now, and you know the, the success of my teams. I, I think a lot of it's jealousy. I think there's a lot of. I mean, a lot of teams that feel like that they have a chance when the season starts, and it turns out they don't because because Mahomes is always in the AFC Championship game six years in a row. Like, I mean, think about that. The only, I mean, the only two quarterbacks that beat him are Brady and Burrow. That's it. That's right. So, I mean, you have all these, yeah, you have these unbelievable opportunities like Baltimore sitting there, right? Now we got the weapons, best defense in the league, games at home. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Buffalo at home. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah, they've never been on the road in the playoffs. Doesn't matter. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York, the ESPN New York app, or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN.